Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, I appreciate you coming back for the new episode. Hopefully, you listened to the last episodes and you enjoyed it. Today, I have a really, really special guest that I'm honored to have. She has about 371,000 followers or subscribers on YouTube. The last time I checked, every time I check is more. So yeah, that's just in counting. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoy your 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 material. Um, I've been following you for probably about two years now. Oh, and really? Fir- oh, wow, I don't know how it popped up on my feed. That's what everybody else But says. I clicked it and it made me laugh. And I was like, she has a lot of spunk and she has a lot of good knowledge. So I kept on following, and it just so happened that uh, me moving here to L.A., I'm in your proximity now, and I have the opportunity to speak to you. So that was great. Um, That's awesome. What What was your inspiration behind becoming the wing girl? Like, is it bro- did you have brothers? Did you have friends? Did you have... I had a lot of male friends growing up. Um, I actually was a little bit intimidated by women when I was younger. I didn't realize that at the time, or I probably really did cause a lot of anxiety, but um, I didn't fully understand it until I started doing what I'm doing now. So right. I, I leaned a lot towards male friends mm-hmm. who I was doing this for, and I didn't know that I was good at it, but I was, and I didn't have a plan to actively become a wing girl when I moved out to Los Angeles, but right. then I, it, I made it happen. From Toronto, is From was Toronto. Toronto much different than L.A.? Yes. Well, yes. Canada is much different than the United States. Okay. But y- yeah, for sure. It's just, it's so hard because I have different portions of my life in, in those two different places. So I, I don't know. I think both are wonderful cities and great opportunities. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're so different. So like when I watch your videos, like it really strikes me as a girl or woman who's like hard to get game on because you know all the game i know i do always think like oh my god i cannot get a divorce because i you know everything i either i know everything or nobody would want to date me well, or also, either they would want to date me just to try and you get can me. see it coming from a mile away like when yeah. they shoot something at you you can be like okay well it's yeah. kind of up to you okay i'm gonna let them slide like yeah well the truth is is that the 2019 woman woman is more up to date on all of these things as they well. Are. So if they see something coming their way that's not authentic, they're like, hold up. Like, I just heard four other guys say exactly the same thing. Yes. That's why the pickup artists were really big about 10 years ago because it was fresh and no one heard it. But now everybody's repeating these lines that women are like, just give me something real. Right. And that's what they're craving. I've heard instead. it all before. So I, yeah. So I think, I think everybody's like that now. So you're married. Yes. How did your husband get you? Like, what was it he about him? He was my him? first client. No, really? I'm just joking. No, he was. Oh, okay. I actually <laughs> met him a month before I started my company, which was 14, 15-ish years ago. Wow. Um, and he, honestly, I wasn't into him the first few times that I met him. Uh, he was n- nervous and awkward, but at the same time, he was very comfortable with himself. So I enjoyed talking to him, but I didn't feel any attraction for him until I was at a bar one night. Actually, my mom is here right now visiting from Toronto and she was in town visiting that same weekend. And we had gone out earlier. And then my friend Nina and I went out after hanging out with my parents and we met my now husband and his friends at a bar. And he suddenly was acting different. He had glasses on. He was acting cooler and calmer. And he was joking around with me and teasing me a bit challenging me. his swagger he yeah swagger. and I looked over at my friend and I was like is he good looking and she's like are you serious yes he's because I didn't find him attractive at before first. at all but I felt very comfortable around him mm-hmm. uh, but then I asked him out when mm-hmm. he was being that way and then we ended up going out that Sunday and 
the rest is and the rest history. is history. So yeah. so what is what is the first thing a woman looks at when she looks at a man? She looks at his face. So she want to see if he's cute. Yeah, no, listen, I'm not gonna be one to say that women don't care about things physically, but the, the face is really interesting because for women, when you start talking to me, your face begins to morph because okay. of your personality. So we are initially drawn to something pretty or something aesthetically pleasing um, from our point of view, but that, that can last for three seconds and that can be changed. So if we don't find somebody pleasing, and they come over and they're charming and witty and there's there's more to them, we can shift our point of view so that we see them as being attractive. What about like shoes, um, clothes, I mean, the physical, package is always the whole helpful. package. Yeah. yeah, but every woman's package is gonna look a little, a little bit different from her point of her view point as well. Of view, her but if taste. you can put yourself together well, yeah, yeah that, that makes a big fine. difference. Height, yeah. how, how big is height in, in women's eyes? I mean, I'm five three so if you're five five I'm, you're I'm good. fine just a little taller than you yeah but my, my husband is six foot four and I okay. had never dated anybody above five eight okay for him so it's I mean it is important for some people it is on paper it's an important factor but again if there's other things those are more important right and people is. can look past how them. do you how do you um get a, get over the initial shyness of approaching a woman I seen um one of your videos you said practice getting rejected as much as you can so that it kind of numbs it and yeah. you kind of just like whatever yeah, it is like, what it care. is it's like how do, you, how do you get over that initial shyness i mean i, I i'm a shooter so yeah. i i go for it so i don't have a shyness problem my um one of my cousins told me in the third grade he said she can either say yes or no and once he simplified it to that i'm like okay if she said no i'm not gonna die it just made it so easy for me but i see a lot of people have that issue of just shyness in approaching because sometimes especially if it's a group of women mm -hmm. and you want to single that one out how can you get over that shyness well, shyness is a habit so that's habits you can change you can alter you can fix you can you can do a lot of things with a habit um and so it's it's really just focusing on that habit and doing things that will help you get over it for me to get over my shyness I sort of threw myself into things that made me uncomfortable, a little bit uncomfortable, not like extremely uncomfortable, but things that I would have difficulty with in the past, even saying something out loud. So I would have an assignment for myself one day where I would say, okay, I'm just gonna say whatever's on my mind. I'm going to, if somebody's speaking and I have a comment to say, I'm just gonna spit it out of my mouth. And I have this elastic that I wear it's around my wrist. wrist and I snap my wrist. Cause that, I don't have to do it now cause I don't have that same shyness anymore. Right. I'm still a little bit shy, right. but I don't have the same thing anymore. It's more of an automated response to just do because I know the benefits of just doing and the, the, the heartache of not doing. So for me, when I was first getting over this shyness, I would say one, two, three, snap, and then I would have to do it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, now I've laid out a whole bunch of smaller exercises that people can do. So one of the exercises that I provide to my clients is going up and approaching 10 people every single day. And exactly what you said before about going out and getting rejected, that can be an add-on to the approach people and the approaching just means go up and say hi or make mm -hmm. eye contact it's not anything on the back end everything else after the hi is successful and once you get to that point where that feeling in your stomach doesn't exist from just saying hi mm -hmm. then you can move on to the next baby step mm -hmm. and if you fo if you focus on that for 30 days you can you can wipe that you work it pretty fast mm -hmm. yeah but I love the rejection exercise so what what I mean what makes a woman as successful as pretty as you shy like what what about what you can, can make say you the same. well thank you for saying that but 
Um, self-doubt. The same thing that makes a lot of people So just, shy. just insecure, yeah. a little insecurities, a yeah, little doubt, not feeling good enough. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's, just, it's the same as almost every single human being in the world. Doubtful, you know, unless you're a sociopath or a complete narcissist. Correct, yeah. These behaviors are kind of built into you. Yeah. From your childhood and having somebody call you a name or some girl not like you there's all these things that are triggers for you and for some people that results in just pulling back completely and not putting any of themselves out yeah. because they're unsure i say that about in general about fear because a lot of people look at me and they say you fearless you go for it you take these leaps and bounds you just you know give up everything you got going here and you move across the country to chase your dreams and i say that unless there's something wrong with you everybody has fear yeah. It's all it's all like a facade. It's all an image because it's about what you do in the face of fear that makes you look fearless. Oh, yeah. So I guess in, in terms of approaching women in shyness, I guess that would be kind of like a similar lane. Yeah, you know what and I mean? it's all like I what I say is that even the most confident person in the world still has moments of doubt. Yeah. It's just that they have a tool belt full of useful tools that they get can pull it. out at a moment's notice. Right, get over it. Now, now, how does a man find? Or know the correct woman for him to approach. For the well, the correct woman for her him to approach. I'm not going to define correct for anybody because they have to figure out Themselves. who that is. But I think that the more you interact with people and the more people that you approach, you start to figure out things to look for. I wouldn't say that you can always tell a lot by the way somebody looks, but you can tell a lot by the things that people do. So for example, if you're looking to become more serious and you have three top values of yours or three um, like top unbreakable, uh, I'm looking for the word right now, like the things that you need most in a relationship or a partner and you sort of highlight, okay, where would those people hang out? What would those people do? So if your thing is faith, for example, right. then you would say, okay, well, let's go to places where people who have a faith similar to mine, and then I can select from Finding that pool niche, The correct of niche of, of people to, yeah. to be with. because that can help you sort of drill down the category of individuals that you're looking for. Now, in my recent experiences, I feel like I've come across a lot of women who have like this force field built around them yeah and you should. have to fight <laughs> you have to fight through the initial force field when they closed off they're not smiling they like what what is what do you suggest a man does for a woman like that like just kind of closed off not smiling just look like she's sick of men in general like i'm just tired of men they dogs they do this they do that what do you suggest well, a man does? Well, you could appeal to that. That could be one thing. You can go the sincere route and say, like, I get it. Like, mm -hmm. I would be really afraid if I was a woman as well. Like, right. all these jerks out there, who do you think he is? He probably did this. Like, you, you can you can really just talk her down from that ledge. Mm -hmm. So I have a method that's called OSA, which is observe, share, and ask. Because a lot of men, they go up to women with an agenda, and then they just ask them question after question after question, trying to get them to open up in some way without actually revealing who they are as a person. So OSA... It does help drop that barrier a little bit because you make an observation, you share something about the observation that gives a little bit about yourself, and then you open it up with a question afterwards. Right. So if she's still sort of, you know, closed off, you can say, God, you're a tough nut to crack. Something Like something that shows you're not phased by it. But the truth is, is that at the end of the day, you have to respect yourself, and you can't just keep, like, knocking on a door that's not opening. Yeah. Just 
you know, we After had we did have the Girl Scouts come to our door the other day, and this girl rang the doorbell, and like we literally got up to go walk to the door, and then she was across the street already. Like that's too fast that's, yeah, to eject she didn't yourself. Give you a chance. Well, yeah, but like ring the doorbell, knock she once, didn't and then if there. she doesn't, still doesn't answer, okay, then then move on. And then you're the guy who walks away, and mm-hmm. then you handle rejection well. You you bow and say thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to come talk to you, and bow and do a turn and walk away. That yeah. doesn't phase you. I think I'm kind of guilty of that. I don't know if I'm guilty of giving up too fast, but I like maybe if I'm gonna ask you out, I might ask you out twice, and then I'm not asking you no more. And like no, I'm, I'm fine with I'm that. I'm really serious. Like I'm not asking you anymore. So like if yeah. I see you a year and you kind of like flirting with me or whatever, you better ask me now. I'm but not that, asking. But you. that's an attractive attitude. But and you can even say that. He said, "I'm not doing this again." Yeah, I'm not. You want like, you? You better work me. This is it. You better bring me flowers. <laughs> bring me you, chocolates. <laughs> I gave you. I gave you a chance. Yeah. So so like okay so. Valentine's Day is coming up, so this was a great podcast to have. If there's a woman, so so what I like to do, or what the easiest situation is for me, is if you if you are around a woman enough, and you kind of get to introduce yourself to her, and she gets to know you, and she's like, oh, he's a good guy, like he's an interesting person. Most of the time, you don't have that that luxury. It's a sixty second thing. I see her at the grocery store. I see her at the mall, I see her here, and you have to come up with something very, very quick mm-hmm. in order to get her attention and not come up and say something dumb. What is the best way in 60 seconds or 30 seconds, just a split second? Because I feel like she'll get an opinion on you by the first thing you say. Absolutely. That's why I think OSA is the best. I will be honest and say that random approaches in 2019 are not as open anymore and not as easy and like I know a lot of guys who go to the mall and and that's a great place to go and get rejected a lot and then if you get a success then it's like a real success you've learned something really really good I wouldn't say that my methods are like the 30 second and then done approaches mine are more about building impressions on individuals that you may see more often or have more time just kind of get to know but if you are just randomly going up to a a girl that may not be attracted to you just yet osa is the best way to showcase yourself and if you want to banter a bit and show that you have a sense of humor so so that's the best way to approach it explain that to us the what are you saying osa osa is observe share and ask so if you go up to a girl and go oh my god that's like a lot of bags like what are you doing like just that's an observation you have a lot of bags in your hand and then you share and you say something like i I don't even know something about yourself or i'm here at the mall i'm looking for x y and z i'm having such a tough time doing it you look like an experienced shopper obviously you're an expert at something can you help me by telling me where i go if i want to get x y and z something that like expands your conversation a little bit but they can also you look good yeah but the thing is is that if she's attracted to you and you're attracted to her that's going to buy you 10 more seconds no matter what but most people who are just approaching there isn't already that attraction there and then it's like an up uphill battle right you have to you have to tap dance a little bit in the very beginning and just say i'm not going to attack you kind of in you know without actually saying those words i'm normal but i'm a little bit different and interesting pay attention yeah i've been inadvertently doing that um, that's good. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was like a, a method, but I'm just like I'm not gonna go like directly like for the kill. But some people, some people do, and I like all power to them. If mm-hmm. you can go and you hold that, and you are very confident when you do it, 
you can get a good response from what is her. the what is the worst thing a man can say to a woman upon approaching him like what is what is the i guess I don't maybe think the it's one anything or two that things. you say it's about how you say it because mm-hmm. i don't i don't believe that i mean there are certain things that you can say but it has to be said correctly or else we're going to sense something else. Like women are biologically built to be censoring things at all times that are below the surface. We're evaluating you on many different levels constantly. Mm -hmm. So if you don't say something, not correctly, I don't wanna say correctly, but if you don't say something in a way that resonates well with her, then she's going to get some sort of feeling about you and take a step back, Mm -hmm. either physically take a step back or subconsciously take a step back until she feels something different about you. Right. So I wouldn't say that there's something negative to say because if if there's a girl and she's really attracted to you and you're really attractive and you go up to her and you say, like, let's go to the bathroom or something like that, she might say yes if you say it in a good way that right resonates way. with her. So, I, yeah, I don't want to enough. give lines of, like, don't say this. But for most people, I would say don't don't say anything too sexual right off the bat and don't insult her, don't be negative, um, and, and let her be a part of the conversation. Right. You wanna get a girl to be talking 75% of the time, but you at first need to, need to talk and 75% she, of the time. Correct. All right, so in terms of holding that conversation, I feel like women hear what they wanna hear. Um, mm-hmm. So, like if you tell a woman this, like if you tell a woman, I want, to just be friends with benefits like if she likes you more than that she may agree to that at first and then later thinking that it's gonna you know develop into something else is that just something like i'm trying to get a grasp of that that's that's something that i've had an issue with in the past just them not listening to what i'm saying like i can say it as plain as i can and in the end i end up feeling bad well, that's not on you. That is on them. I wouldn't feel bad. If, if you're being very clear about what you want and your actions are following to that behavior and you're reiterating that you're not feeling anything more but you are enjoying this with her, then that's on her if she feels anything That else. makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Because the I'm, thing is is that people, sometimes people just take what they can get, right? They really like somebody and they're like, ah, okay, fine. I, I can keep having sex with you. That's great. And I get to hang out with you. That's awesome. Yeah. And then they hope that maybe that'll that change. You'll get to see more sides of them. It's the same thing for, you know, men who are like, okay, well, we'll hang out as friends. I'm fine with friends for right mm-hmm. now. That's true. But then you'll see how awesome I am. Very true. And maybe that'll change. And sometimes it does. That's very true. I never thought about it like that. But men will stay in the friend zone for years Ever. and years trying yeah. to get out of that. Um, not me, but I like... But that's the thing. But that's... If you're a responsible male, then if you do notice that she's getting too emotionally attached you you can reiterate or even say to her i have to end this because i i know where this is going and i i don't want the yeah, back you end. feel like you feel like a yeah because we're not gonna be friends i mean you're not that. gonna be friends anyway yeah, she likes you yeah you're not you, yeah, you, you're you just i feel it's a lose lose i had a situation where i knew that i liked the girl as a person but i didn't like her romantically yeah. and i thought that our friendship could be valuable and she wanted more but I never took it to the sexual thing because I knew that I've been down this road before. I know it's not going to end well. But I still end up feeling like the bad guy because I didn't want to take it to the romantic. Because I felt like she felt like, am I not attractive? Like, this guy doesn't even want to sleep with me. But it wasn't that. Like, she was a cute girl. But I just knew that we couldn't click as a relationship. Yeah. 
But that's all it is. It's a mismatch sometimes. It's just strange how that works, that you get along so well, but there isn't that attraction there. Well, the, the attraction, or you just, for me, it's, it's more like I'm a bit of a sapio, so I have to be able to talk to you in a different level to get that attraction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can be attracted to you as a friend and like you as a person, but it's not clicking here. Yeah, like, same, I know I yeah, can't Yeah, I'm the exact same way. You know? And it doesn't mean you're ugly. Like, it's just, I just know if we're trying to make something long term, I know that that's not what's Yeah, I'm not saying happen. you're ugly. I'm just saying you're right. stupid. That's right. You're <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> not that far. I don't want to go that far in case you see this. Like, I'm not calling you stupid, but, no, you know, it's just that click. You know that but click. But that hurts so, as well. We don't meet at the mines. I guess so. I mean, that's, I that's think, painful, too. I think too. so. Then maybe, maybe that was the issue because it's not that you're ugly or none of that, you know. Well, that's just, what you're saying. You didn't have that intellectual right. stimulation with Yeah, her, I didn't have But you that. enjoy it. And that's very important to me mm-hmm. as, you know, especially if you see someone every day. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, what are what are good first dates? Like, what is, is there is there a dollar amount or? Well, it depends how many, how many dollars you have. So, so if you got it, spend it on the first date. I wouldn't say go crazy. I I don't ever think that you should spend to impress. I think you should live your lifestyle and include people in it, and invest as much as you want to invest in that person. So if you like doing fun adventurous things and like you want to go to the Lakers game for a first date with somebody that you've had some not just like a tinder person but like somebody that you actually enjoy you think you have a good rapport with maybe somebody that you know in person then yeah bring them there but if you can't afford Lakers tickets and you're doing this to impress her in some way and that's not actually who you are then I wouldn't not like that. How I wouldn't invest that much especially be. in the first date yeah you'll right. see afterwards is is I think movies and um, like music concerts, maybe not music concerts so much, but I think I like to go places where you can talk. Yeah. On your first date. That, I mean, if you're a big music person and you say, like, let's go to this show and that's how you bonded I in some way. I think it's a dope, yeah. Yeah, it could it's be. a great Because dinner afterwards could be the yeah. talk. Yeah, of course. But then you're enjoying something. You're right. like both being stimulated in some way and then you don't have to talk as much. Cause it and is, it helps conversation It's high pressure afterwards. to sit across from somebody I think so, and be yeah. forced to have a conversation. Yeah, everybody's not as fluent. And yeah. then the, the concert may give you like you know some topics to speak on and things like that during the yeah, for you know sure. afterwards or moments during the concert where you're like right. oh that was amazing and you like look at each other like oh we're on the same page right so you also have a video um tips that the girl likes you and i was reading over those so what did it I was say? standing around you mm-hmm. proximity yes constantly trying to look cool and fun around you yeah uh laughing at your jokes yes acts nervous or hyper around you gives you like undivided complete attention like she's she's pensive on you like and she figures strange reason reasons to talk to you yes so these are, are kind of obvious but one thing you threw me off on it was that you said you used to be mean to him or you used to um i forgot the guy's name that you you told the story about but you said you used to like start stuff with him and that's kind of like mixed signals because now I'm like, does she hate my guts or well, is she flirting? It was Jeff Lear, that was his name. But um, but it it might be mixed signals. But the thing is, is like, if you also are told, okay, don't be too obvious or don't throw yourself at a person, then you might do the exact opposite. So ignore them. Or like, I ended up getting really mad at him afterwards because he just wouldn't do anything. And then I was bitter and angry and insulted. And then I was, I, it's it, because I was ignoring him. I wanted that to make him 
come to me more mm. in some way, and that backfired you actually, on both of you us. You're actually teaching me something about a situation that I, that I was having. The th- well, that's good. But the thing is, okay, so we talked about this on my podcast recently, where um, both of the women on the show were saying that when they are interested in somebody, they do pretend that they're not interested. So it's sometimes it's hard to tell, and the only thing that you can do is you can you can be curious and you can ask for clarification if it's really confusing you on whether or not that girl is flirting or not flirting. And you can say like I'm totally thrown off right now. Like I'm flirting with you. Are you flirting with me? Or are you trying to blow me off? Like you you could say that in a joking way. I'm the kind of person to say that. Yeah. But in this in this climate now, um, especially say you at work. Like, it's kind of hard for a man to, to approach a woman in that way. Like, you don't want to be, well, you, you don't want to lose your job over. Yeah. And you some know? corporations have strict rules about that. I am fine with people at work having relationships. I mean, we adults, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, but that's where you spend most of your time now. People, right. like, corporations own you now. Yeah, You're not just do. working for them for six hours or eight hours. It's, it's your life and your that. community. I know. All about um, that. So I think that you want to get out of the workspace. You have friendly banter and playfulness you can joke around with people that is not illegal in an office scenario but then you have to be able to get people out of the office like for for me i worked at this advertising agency like a million years ago and there were people there that we interacted with on a daily basis and obviously it was just you know very friendly joking around but then we would have a happy hour every thursday and when you're there then you can get drunk a little bit and say things that you may not usually say mm-hmm. and at that point that could bring something else out that you could see you could go a little bit further with your flirtation or with touching or whatever it is but again you're going slow with whoever you're interacting with to see if they're okay with what you're doing and then you see if there is that connection there yeah. I wouldn't say to like sleep around at your office because yeah, you that's know, where you, you want to make sure trouble. that you is someone you actually want something deeper that deeper with. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I mean, but at the same time, that's like your dating pool. Like, mm-hmm. You may not have a life outside of your office. Yeah. I don't know. I'm iffy on the dating at the office, but but some corporations don't like it because it messes with the integrity of the work. And she get you and her get mad at each other, and yeah. then it it ruins the whole chemistry of the projects. And yeah. it's it's very complicated. Um, I think that's just something that. Now in today's time, I'm I'm a little bit, um, like I'm 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 I like the fact that if I like a woman to be more upfront about how she feels, because with all of these different complications and these things like this, like me, I'm I'm a CEO. I own companies. Like I can't come outright and tell you. I like the way something fits on you or something like that because that right there could make me lose everything mm-hmm. I've built mm-hmm. for a compliment. I'm not I haven't touched you, I haven't done, you know, I gave you a compliment. So I think in in these times it's better for a woman to kind of be upfront. I agree. And give I a, definitely yeah, agree. Like, That's like so I have programs that are for women as well and I, I call it help a brother out like don't make them like fish that. for everything. Like yeah. you just you be clear as well. Look right. at them, smile at them, wave at them, ask them out, or say, "When are you gonna ask me out?" Like, don't wait for them to do everything because they're not going to. Yeah, give some real hints. Yeah, like you know that that makes it a lot easier. So, um, like you say, establish a brand, 
and of course I know what establishing a brand is but 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 describe that a little bit for the listeners or the or the viewers that may not know exactly what you mean when you're talking about personal brand because everybody knows Coca-Cola and, and Nike and all of this stuff but how do you make your own self a personal brand by getting to know yourself better and figuring out who you are what you like what you're about and you could be about everything or you could be about nothing but you have to own that Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, you have to own it 100%. Mm -hmm. So even in profiles, when people are writing a profile about themselves, I'm like, well, I don't really do anything interesting. I'm like, great, you don't do anything interesting. Do you enjoy that? Yes, right. I absolutely enjoy doing absolutely nothing. Right. Great, then write about that. Right. How exciting it is for you to, to sit down on your couch at the end of the day and do absolutely nothing except for look for, through your Netflix. Own that and mm -hmm. just like just admit to who you are mm -hmm. and be proud of it, that that's your brand. I'm the person who enjoys relaxing, doing nothing, mm -hmm. but I work my ass off at work. Mm -hmm. That's your brand. And then your clothing can be a part of that as well. But it's just it's just owning who you are and getting clear on what you want to put out there to the rest are. of the world. Yeah. And, and you say stop giving girls everything they want. Yes. There was more context to that, but yes. It's don't give women everything they want at the cost of yourself. So don't play yourself, basically, you're saying. Yeah. It's don't give up on yourself to appease somebody else. To appease someone else. To get something else. from somebody else. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is the proper way to get consent from a woman you think in these times as, as we were as we were speaking about um it's just a little more complicated like you don't want to pull out a a, a form and say in a consent you know, form. Kind of cute. can you just sign this before can we you start sign? um <laughs> but you can say i'd like to kiss you but obviously i'm not going to if you don't want to and like you can still look at her saying i'm, I'm pretty much going to kiss you or you just say i'm going to kiss you and you can lean in and then you can do it and you give her time to say no i know that a lot of women um, I've been getting people writing to me saying that um, some women were turned off when they would just go in for the kiss and they didn't ask for the kiss before. So maybe as a practice right now, if you can find some like sexy way to say, I'd like to kiss you. And or, then I I'm seen, going to kiss you. I think it's a, now that's a, that's a generational divide because I seen Oprah a long time ago, like 10 years ago probably, because I always just watched. Her and kiss her. Uh, yeah, she said someone asked her and she was like, well, no, if you gotta, if you're gonna ask me to kiss me, then no, you can't kiss mm -hmm. me. And then, so now we in this time, and it's like, oh. It's like, what do I do? Yeah, like, what do I, I, know. I do? I know, but then the thing is, is like, if you, if you're asking, like, can I kiss you, and you're not still going for it, then it's sort of off putting. But if you, if you're saying, I'd like to kiss you, and you're confident in saying, I'm going to do this. Confidence stuff, probably you know? means everything in just about any the situation. Delivery, yeah with a woman I think so so in terms of knowing women right do do most women speak in codes like is there always like something you need to decode with a woman I would say yes because I think it's that we even speak in code to ourselves a lot of the times we're not even really sure of what we're feeling and what we're thinking a lot of things get really heightened for us um, so yes for sure the thing is, is that other women speak in codes as well, so we can dissect and understand that code, and we forget a lot of the times that men can't. Because mm, we, we, the code fuzzy. is that we have emotion as a part of what we're saying. Mm -hmm. So that's where things get a little bit confusing for men. Yeah. So that's why asking questions and being curious and just having them simplify what's going on and touching in some way can really help to break down what's actually going on. I think having a, a good female friend 
is always beneficial for a man. Yes, once you're in a relationship, for sure. For the attraction portion. Do you think a woman is going to let, like, because I have a a friend, um, my friend Nikki. Hey, Nikki. But we are very close and we have this intellectual bond that I probably won't have with my wife. And we always joke about it. We like, he's going to hate, he's going to hate you or she's going to hate you. I actually, she had a boyfriend that hated me for no reason. Never knew me. And she was just like, I love Brandon. He's this, he's that. And and he was like, oh yeah. And it was over after that. He was like, who are you talking to on the phone? Who is this? Who's that? And, and it just ruined everything from that point. I was like, yo, you can't tell your boyfriend that you love me. Like, even though we know that it's not that you can't tell that but yeah. i think that having the opposite sex as a a friend for for both sides is beneficial somebody that'll be honest yeah. and knowledgeable about things it just helps because she helped me a lot in understanding a lot of things about women that i didn't understand just from talking to my male friends that i couldn't pick up yeah. like, how do you feel you think so yeah i wouldn't have a business if i didn't agree with that but yeah. even for my female friends when they have issues with guys i can advise but if they have a real thing going on I point them towards my husband and say ask him he he knows way better than I do I'm not a man mm-hmm. and uh, so good Charlotte a long time ago uh, when I was a kid they had this song where they say girls don't like boys they like cars and money is that true or is that gibberish well they don't like boys or men or, guys males but is it because that's not the well, they say boys, okay, but boys. I think they meant males in general. I don't know if that's true. I think that cars and money are definitely a component of attraction. It happens to be a bonus sometimes, or sometimes it happens to be a draw, um, but it's not a part of the full package. And yes, there are some people who are money-driven or social circle-driven, which is why they hang out in certain social circles, so that they can fall into the lifestyle that they want. Same thing with what I said about your value being faith. Some people's value is, I like really nice things, so mm-hmm. I want to be with somebody who's able to afford that. If it's not me, then I want somebody else who's going to be able to afford it, and then I'll pick from those people. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's true for everybody, and that I don't think it's true that it's an 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 this or that I think it can be part of it of the package completely so in terms of what is it about rejection I guess that that makes women so angry or insecure that's just a question I had for you because I noticed that men don't like rejection either but I know why men don't like rejection they just you know it is what it is but for a man understanding from a woman's standpoint what is it about rejection that would drive a woman insane it would be very similar things to what it would what how it would drive a man insane it hurts your feelings it it you can internalize it however you're choosing to internalize it you are not good enough they don't want you sucks on both sides yeah it does yeah it does it sucks on both sides especially if you're heavily invested in somebody you're like but this is the perfect person for me and this is who i want to be with and now you you don't want to be with me that that stings right so i listened to your ask women podcast and i really enjoy it and your last episode was based on like sex and i just want to know this from a male perspective from the females that you encounter is size or stamina the most important? It's different. It depends on which on the woman. Yeah, it definitely depends on the woman. Depends on the woman. Yeah. Fair enough. 
and we are a like a, a music and, and movie type of podcast, you know, um, that's what I'm into in, in the entertainment industry. So I always like to ask, are you into movies and TV at all? I do like movies and TV. Okay, so what's what's some of your favorite TV and movies? See, I always forget what I'm into, but uh, so right now I'm really into the show I'm Sorry. Okay. Have you seen that show? I haven't seen it's it. It's really funny. What it's is Andrea that about? Savage. It's this female comedian, and it's... Um, just her life. I don't even know what it's about, but it's her, and she has a family, and it's she's just hilarious. I think she's awesome. So I'm watching that recently, and then I just saw, oh, what was the other one I just saw that I really enjoyed? Oh my god, Friends with uh, Friends from College was okay. really good on Netflix. Okay. And then I saw Green Book, and that was really, really I love good. Green Book. And then I just saw, um, oh my god, what's the one? Ah, with the quadriplegic. Oh, Kevin Hart movie. Yeah, the Upside. I that think. was really good. Too. It is good. Yeah, Very good. That was the only movie that I I I liked in January. Really? Did you see Green Book? I seen Green Book, but I saw Green Book in like November. Oh yeah, because last year. Yeah, I right. seen it. What I was, it was what was awesome. your favorite uh, movie of twenty eighteen? I don't. What's nominated right now? Probably Green Book. Yeah, well, Green Book was yeah. was one of my favorites. But what other movies are there? See, this is the thing: when you have kids, you I I don't remember yesterday, and I I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Right. So I'm trying to think of like what I saw. I don't even know. But I quote a lot of movies, and I use television shows as references. Mm-hmm. So I like anything that has relationships in it, that where people are interacting, and I can take a a, a snapshot of it, observe it, and show and people, even though it it's scripted, it's scripted based on real life. It is. Um, Somebody's personal experience leaked yeah. out on the paper. What about music? Are you into I like music? musicals. You like musicals? Yes, I love musicals, so I'm very into Hamilton right now. Okay. I just saw Have Hamilton. you seen it live? I saw it live in December. It okay. was phenomenal. Yeah. I'm a big skeptic, and I was thinking it would not be good, but it was like I still amazing. haven't seen a a major play what? on stage. Oh I need. God, I definitely to. need to. So I definitely need to. Yeah. There's so many of them. Now that I'm here and and more of them will come, I'm I sure that I'll get them to catch. No, where you I seeing mean, in New York? Unless you're like really close up front mm-hmm. just because I, I just find that the acoustics are really bad because the yeah. just here is really really big so the sound isn't as good if you're sitting further back mm-hmm. I mean there are good places I don't want to say that but um, I saw I saw Hamilton in Chicago Chicago and New York yeah, and Toronto it. as well yeah. their, their theaters are smaller I would think I so like I would think New York and Chicago for sure it just feels that way like the original cities of that type of yeah. feel so, so you don't listen to like Artists, musical artists. I do. I like hip hop. I like mainstream music. Who's your favorite hip hop artist? I like Jay Z. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. So we gotta, I, no, like, I like, I like Dr. Dre. I just saw, oh, you know one of my favorite movies? Um, What's the story of Dr. Dre? That movie. Oh, Straight Out of Compton? That was a You love I Straight Out of Compton? Times. I love yeah. that movie. I love Straight Out of Compton, um, too. What else do I like? I don't really know artists' names. I'm not like a, just music a music person. You I just like to listening music. to music and yeah. then I feel it. I know a lot of people like that. It, it's a vibe. Yeah. Music but is like a my vibe. husband is very into music. He knows every band. He knows every song. He, he knows about all of it. And he, he'll tell me and then I'll forget the person's name and the name of the song. Yeah, that's great. But I like how it sounds and then he'll point out certain things like so we had our wedding in New Orleans and mm-hmm. he was really into jazz bands mm-hmm. or brass, brass bands. Is that what it's called? 
Brass band? Yeah, brass band. So bands. we were really into that for a little bit. That's um, very, very entertaining and like lively oh, music. Amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So like I like different things, but I, I'm not one to go, okay, I have to go see this concert. It's not a big deal for me to go do Favorite that. dates you've ever been on? Well, my best date was with my husband where he did like a whole um, scavenger hunt for me around Santa Monica area. And there was like three different stops. Um, yeah, and that was really fun. My best date that I've—I I have no memory. I—I I have no idea. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. I think it for me, it's all about the person. Like you were saying that you're—you uh, just enjoy the experience. Yeah, of, of, of the of, of the being person. Around them. Like I used to say that I could have fun sitting on a curb with somebody, and that would be an amazing That's date for me if we had a really like I, enjoyable I conversation. I feel like a picnic or something like that is like an awesome date. Yeah, you know, you don't have to go somewhere extra extravagant. That's fine two every now and then but if you really like somebody i think that enjoying their company anywhere yeah. is fine and then once it gets boring and don't right then you gotta yeah, step it up a little bit but in the of beginning course. it's just that yeah don't keep individual. it don't keep it so like the same 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 but those kind of conversations and things like that if you yeah. really like a person i think you cherish those yeah for sure yeah well i want to thank you a lot for coming um thank you it's you know, I hope to do this again sometime. Maybe I could come on um, X Women one time. Yeah, I would love to. We don't do a lot, but that. I would love to have you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It would, it would be great. I want to give another thanks to Marnie, our special guest this week, for an enlightening conversation. Be sure to subscribe to her YouTube page, Marnie, your personal wing girl, and follow her on all the social media platforms at the Wing Girl Method. You can find me on all the social media platforms at Rebel Ramon. The company is Modern Genius TV on all the social media platforms and YouTube. Be sure to share, like, subscribe, and comment. And let everybody know about the Industry Misfit Podcast if you haven't already. We out.